Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, Kicking and Streaming. Uh, in fact, <laughs> this week, it's another episode, but a repeated episode, because Jocelyn and I had the pleasure to introduce you to the series that we talked about about a year ago, wasn't it, Jocelyn? Just about a year ago, yeah. And um, it is, in fact, perhaps one of our most popular episodes And it is about this six-episode series by Ricky Gervais on Netflix called Afterlife. Yes. Yes. So season two is coming out on the, uh, the 24th. That is correct. And that is why we have decided to go ahead and repurpose this episode and reintroduce you if you have not ever watched Afterlife. So go ahead and listen to this episode and then go straight away to watch the first season and so that you, you can be ready for season two because that will put everything in perspective for you. Yes, yes. Please, please watch this series. It's a beautiful series. Um, I still think about something that Graham said in the show that you'll you'll get to hear him say when you in a little bit here when, when we get talking, but... Uh, is going to stop saying, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you, but I'm happy with you. Yeah. Because it's just, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful series. Yeah. And again, you will hear us say that it is surprising that Ricky Gervais, we, we know the creative capacity of, of Ricky Gervais, but perhaps he's, it, it, this might well be his greatest work and he'll probably forever be known as the guy who created The Office, but there's more to Ricky Gervais than this. And it, this is why we urge you to watch Afterlife uh, season one and two are on Netflix will be the season two will be coming out as Jocelyn said on the 24th. And yes. it is one of the most delightful TV that I've seen in in a long time yeah agreed so with that said we are going to let you enjoy this episode this is what we talked about this is how we talked about afterlife season one and at the same time we invite you to if you haven't watched season one then please go ahead and do that so that you can be fully caught up for season two yes enjoy the show everybody Thank you. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. As if you guys didn't know already, but yeah, I'm Graham, and on my other side of Skype is Jocelyn. Yay! It's over! <laughs> this has been quite a good week again i have to talk about the weather the weather has been good here in charlotte north carolina my friends 
uh, if you are in the Midwest uh, or uh, somewhere else in the United States where they've had a shitty uh, weather, I'm sorry. That's, that's that's about what I'm gonna say about that, right? Is that yeah. is that a good look? Yeah, yeah, that's good. You sounded sort of sincere, not really, but almost. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> now we definitely have a great show for you uh, this week. We are our main topic today is we are going to talk about um, a fantastic little show on Netflix by uh, written and directed by the phenomenal Ricky Gervais. Of course, he's phenomenal if he's your cup of tea, right, uh, Jocelyn? This is very true. <laughs> and he's not always my cup of tea, I will say. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. That is news to me. You know what? I got to get to know you better, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it most, definitely... Most of the time, he's my cup of tea, but every so often, he's not. But I think you can probably say that about everybody. You know, yeah. everybody once in a while takes a misstep and you're like, man, I really want to choke the shit out of you. But, you know, that's, that's okay. Hey, uh, you know what? That is, uh, what was it? Such is life, right? Such is life. But I do understand that. I, I, I can understand when, when, especially when it comes to Ricky Gervais <laughs> being not everybody's uh, cup of tea. But in this particular show, I think he literally, if you were a baseball player, this is equivalent of a, of a long, long, long home run. Yeah. Hopefully you think so too, Jocelyn. I do. Lately, I, I don't do. even know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've never even met you. <laughs> so we, as we promised every week, we are, before we get into the meat and bone of this uh, podcast, we also would like to take the moment to thank you for always being with us for coming back to us every week for all the listens and downloads and tell you that we see it we appreciate it even though we don't get much interaction as we would like on uh on social media but we know you're there because we see we are able to see the stats and we see that you're listening and you are listening on mass so thank you very much Yes, thank you, lurkers. We appreciate you. <laughs> Hello, um, introverts. It's cool. It's fine. I'm just happy you're listening to us. As long as you're happy, we're happy. Jocelyn and I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. And so, on the same token, we would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook. We are uh, Kicking and Streaming Podcast. We have a Facebook page. And on Twitter, we are Kicking and Streaming It's just kicking and streaming, so and and streaming, right? I, mm -hmm. I I don't I don't always know that I'm explaining this correctly. So we don't we're not kicking and streaming, but rather kicking and streaming. So no just G's. the letter N exactly. No G's, no 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 end, but the letter N. And also, yeah. we have a very funny. Instagram accounts. <laughs> we have it. fun on Instagram. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> so, let's move on to the topic of the day. Yes. The show we both watched. I have you to credit for watching this show, to tell you the truth, Jocelyn. And I'm, I'm talking about the show Afterlife. Yes. Written and directed by the fantastic Ricky Jovet. I have you to credit for it because although I... 
I read some reviews about it. And again, I never care about reviews. In fact, when I read a review, I'm such a contrarian that I always want to prove the, <laughs> the reviews wrong. So I will tend to watch the, that, you know, whatever it is that they're talking about, just so I can say that's bullshit. You didn't, you didn't see what I saw. <laughs> right. So, right. so, but, but what I did though is, is that I put it like in the back of the pile, like, okay, so I know that it's not that great of a show according to the reviews. So I'm just going to watch it whenever I get, I get, I have time until you told me, uh, Graham, I think you should watch it. Yeah. So, um, tell, tell, tell our, uh, our listeners what this show is about in, in your most in my own words elaborated words and opinions and stuff because i know i know you saw something in this show and, i did and yes I, i i'd like to hear what you what you think of it um well it's it's called afterlife and um it's with ricky gervais and it's written from the point of view of a man who had a very close and loving relationship with his wife Um, a funny relationship, a loving relationship, and, uh, she unfortunately has died and we step into the show where he is at kind of the lowest, maybe not the lowest, but a very low point of his grief process. Um, so we don't, it doesn't go through the whole, you know, watching her die or anything like right. that. It, it, it just skips over that part. Um, we kind of get into the dark days of depression and grief. Yes. And um, the first two episodes for me, I watched the first two episodes. And I have to say I cried like a baby <laughs> through both of the episodes. Um, I think I used up a whole box of tissues. Wow. Um, because for me, it was so... Ricky Gervais so captured on point the way grief feels and the way depression feels as well. Um, the hatred of people just for being alive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, not We've talked about this, Jocelyn, and that's, that's, that's where I, that's why I wanted you to be the one to describe this for me. Because I know we've had those conversations and I know exactly yeah. why, why you, the, when you told me the first two episodes, uh, kind of put you there and I was like, okay, I know exactly where she's going. Please continue. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause they, you know, he's, 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 there's so much anger in him at the world and there's so much emptiness and there's so much hatred. And that's the way it is. That's how we feel as human beings. When we're down in grief, when we're down in depression, that's how it is. And yes, there's some funny parts to it when you're depressed because there is in life too. Yeah. So, um, there's some ridiculous things that happen that you're just like, I can't believe I'm doing this yeah. right now, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it, It's, it's real life. And he, I feel, has captured it so well in this series. Um, the first two episodes, uh, there's a mention of a suicide attempt, and then there is a uh, portrayal yes. of a suicide attempt. 
Um, so probably should say trigger warning for anybody out there. Um, there's nothing graphic or anything like that, but part of the reason that I personally got crying so hard towards this is because, uh, there's a character in the series of good girl and good girl is a dog. And I call her a character because she's more than just a dog in this show. Yes. Um, she's very, very important. She's as important as all of the many other characters in the show. And, uh, good girl is the one that stops the suicide attempt in, I believe it's the second episode. Yes. And that, hit me so hard because I having had some bad things happen in my life. I, that one hit me in a very personal and very close spot. And the fact that it was done so well. And so it was handled with, with empathy and with pathos and with just the way that life actually is. It was, it was beautiful. And, um, for the entire series, it's sort of, it follows sort of the process of depression. I think it speeds things up a little bit. Of course it has to, cause it's a TV show, um, a little bit of the process of grief. Um, but I think a lot of the important points that it hits are so they ring so true that it's a rare thing that I've seen in television for grief or depression for television or TV shows to hit that note just right. And this show does. Um, it's not to say it's perfect. There's a few little, little quibbles I have with the show, but I think that if you're somebody that's ever lost someone that you've really cared about, or if you've ever struggled with depression, or if you have had both, um, I think this show will resonate with you. Um, I think it might help you in some ways, uh, cause you're going to go, holy shit. I'm not the only one who's felt like this, who's felt like strangling people just because they're alive and this other person isn't. So I, I just think it's, I think it's a great little, little series. It's, uh, six episodes. Each episode is less than half an hour long. And I really think it's worth your time to watch it. Yes, look, a perfect, perfect description, perfect synopsis without spoiling, with no spoilers or anything. You, you've gone, you, you've captured the essence of the show. And I think for me, what I'm most impressed about is the fact that you can, Ricky Gervais managed to make a show about sadness without making it sloppy and sad. Um, yes, exactly. As it's a not maudlin. Right. And it's, as a matter of fact, there is an element of catharsis in, in every episode, if you will. Almost a showing of the light of the, at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Every moment, every time, whenever he's sunk to his lowest. And again, um, how important is Brandy the good girl is and why... It shows why is it like, I cannot, I will never understand people who don't, you who don't want to have a pet. I, I, nothing against people who don't like dogs or don't like cats. Or don't like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not being judgy. I'm just saying that I don't understand. I, I cannot, I will never be able to understand why not. 
Why not? Yeah. Because I know that the story is written that way, but really, I, I think the moment he discovers that he's got something to care for, something or someone he should care about, always, not, you know, having a sister, not necessarily, you know, having a godson and nephew that he really cares about, like cares about more than he cares to admit, as a matter of fact. Yes. None of that really mattered if in the moments where he was at his lowest point to taking his own life. But the dog was so such an opportunity for him to realize. So what what happens? How is she going to survive? What's going to happen to her? By the time they find me, you know, how... And she's not going to know where I went. She's not going to understand what happened to me. (laughs) Um, You know, I will have traumatized her forever. Yeah. And, you know, for people who aren't dog lovers or who aren't animal lovers, that is probably not something that's going to resonate with them. Um, but it certainly resonated with me. So yeah, good girl is a great character. She, uh, is written beautifully and the interaction between Ricky Gervais and good girl is, I think, I don't know if she's his dog in real life. (laughs) I I hope so. I know that Ricky, I know that Ricky is more of a cat person to tell you the truth. Like by following him on, on, on Twitter, um, He's always going on about his cat. I've hardly ever seen him post a picture of a dog, but I hope uh, Brandy, the good girl, is his dog for real. You're right. Because their chemistry is great. Their chemistry is better than I've seen between some actor and actresses. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Props to the, I don't know the actual real name of the the dog, the the actor, actor, actress dog that's in it, but... um, She's, she's great. Cause she's nothing of it. You know how in a lot of movies when there's a dog or a cat or a whatever, you can kind of see them like looking off to the side and watching the trainer and then being like, Oh, yeah. that's what I'm supposed to do. And then doing it. Yes. I never got any of that through this. This felt very natural. This felt like a relationship between the two of them and what was happening. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly the thing. Like, um, like you said, it felt like it was his dog and she was, she was ready to, to, you know, roll with him. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there's all of these human emotions that we get to see. And again, here's what's brilliant for me about this show being Ricky Gervais and written and directed by Ricky Gervais. I know that most of the time, we get to see Ricky Gervais being a jerk, but in a comedic way. And I know that most of the time we are expecting him to be the jerk in a comedic way. That's fine. But Mm -hmm. Afterlife is not even about that. Afterlife is actually Mm -hmm. Ricky Gervais being at his most brilliant as a writer, at his most brilliant as an actor, and at the same time, as, he, as, as his most brilliant comedic, uh, comically, like, like the guy is a perfect trifecta of, 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 of beautiful things. 
Um, <laughs> and for him to have written these, I don't know if there's credit to anybody else because I know that in the end it just says written and directed by Ricky Gervais. But man, I'm telling you, every character has a purpose. And nobody felt like it was ju- just there to fill in. Do you see what I mean? Like, the, I do. You, I you do. There was no like stooge. There was no sidekick. There was right. no, um, oh, I'm here as a straw man or I'm here as a, there was none of that. There was no, I'm going to be an example of this. I'm going to be an example of that. It was just, nope, here's these people in my life and here's how I feel towards them. And, um, the casting was brilliant too. I yes. thought that a lot of the, um, most of the actors I was not familiar with. Um, oh, yeah, the you older were. lady is, of course, yeah. from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, and Broadchurch. There were there were yes. several characters yes. from Broadchurch there, from Doctor yes. Who. Yes, but oh, yeah. for the most part, for the most part, I didn't recognize everybody. But they were they were great, and they're each of each of them played the roles very very well uh, um, little kid is good too yes george <laughs> george <laughs> uh david um, bradley from game of thrones so uh let me for for the game of thrones watchers david bradley is um old dude from game of thrones and um let me see what is his name of ga- on, on on Game of Thrones? I see. I can't help you at all. Walder TV. Frey. He is Walder Frey on Game of Thrones. So if if anybody remembers the Red Wedding, you you know who I'm talking about. So that's 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 uh the the man that plays Ricky Gervais's father on this series. Okay, so Walder Frey of Game of Thrones. Okay, carry on. So what I was what I was going to where I was going with with um, with this Jocelyn is that you know me by now, and I plunge into a whole series of analysis in 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 a show like this, and I was smiling the entire time towards episode four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like the show was brilliantly getting to its point. Mm-hmm. And the point that it was bringing, it wasn't a matter of, oh, yeah, there's always a better day. You don't have to uh, kill yourself or whatever, whatever. That wasn't necessarily the part. Like, it wasn't even an advocacy for, you know, if you're suicidal, kill yourself. Or if not, if you're not suicidal, kill yourself. It was rather a moral statement and that moral statement ties into listen to this one the very first season for me the very first season of a show that we've talked about the good place yes do do, do you see where i'm going with yes, this do you I see do. where i'm going with this i do see where you're going with this because the reason why i was smiling is because this entire week i've been thinking about how a show like The Good Place. Do you remember me asking you, Jocelyn, why is is The Good Place not more of a popular show? Because, you know, it's funny. It has good cast, and and and, and it's it's great in every in every way. But 
I kind of understood now throughout this week why it is not a very popular show. And it is because it forces us. It talks about us confronting our ugliness. And mm -hmm. it goes into the philosophy of, of uh, Tim Scanlon, right? And mm -hmm. Tim Scanlon posited only one question about life. Like, no matter what you believe in, no matter what your religion is, it does not matter what you, you, your beliefs are. As long as you are unable to answer the question, what do we owe to each other? Then you have a problem with your moral compass. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and this is, this is mm -hmm. where I started smiling. Because, you know, the, uh, Tony, the character of Ricky Gervais, starts to discover that actually there might not be anything wrong with my being a jerk. He's like, but again, there might not be anything wrong with my trying to punish people because I hurt. But then there are people that deserve it. And there are people that are not. And when I am terrible towards the people that don't deserve it, then I'm a jerk. Yeah. But when I am giving that attitude of jerkiness to people that have been jerked, then I'm merely being reciprocal. Do you know what I mean? I do. And so, do. And so this answers the question of contractualism that Tim Scanlon posited in that the entire first season of, of The Good Place talked about, right? Yes. It is, am I, am, am I like getting in my head with that or? or <laughs> no, I, not at all. No, <laughs> no. I agree with you 100%. I, um, if we don't know, if if we're just going to go around being jerks to everybody, whether they deserve it or not, then we're just a jerk. But our motivations, our motivation in life needs to be, what, what did the lady on the bench say? You know, yes. you're a good person and there needs to be more good people because there just means, seems to be more and more assholes. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Who are they? And I had that question in my head because she said, Otherwise, they win. And I'm like, yes. okay, it would be nice if you tell us who's, who are they. And then, yes. and then Tony asks, who are they? And I'm like, yeah, the arsenals. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, yep. but, you know, yep. the, the old lady makes me happy. The old lady makes me happy because she is the perfect voice of wisdom that every uh, great series or movies should have. Except that she wasn't cliche. Uh, do, do you see, uh, yes. Uh, and that's what I loved about it. Like she wasn't that yes. old lady, almost mysterious and blah, blah, blah. She was another grieving human being that had a yes. completely different point of view on that yes. grieving. And I think she was the most, she was the one that actually sort of like dropped the entire philosophical uh, position of the show uh, if you will and yeah 
I'm going to go ahead and read a quote here. And I had to actually pause it and take that quote. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if um, this is what this was something that came up in the show that when the show was being written, this is originally from the show or if some great Greek philosopher or some great modern philosopher said this. But there was a moment when she said to, uh, to, to Tony, a society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they'll never sit in. I yes. thought, marvelous, wonderful. Like, you could go everywhere with this, right? Because here's the thing. In this climate that we are right now, um, a, we live in a society of egocentrism, of a lot of narcissism, um, a lot of lack of empathy, a lot of people being jerk because... You know, that's what we get. We we watch the news, we read the news, and we literally see world leaders being jerked to each other. <laughs> Jerks to each other. We literally see nations being terrible uh, towards each other. We, we, you know. And then she moves on to say, happiness is, a, is an amazing thing, even when it is not your own. Yeah, that one hit me in the feels. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Tell me what you, th like, tell, tell me how, how it hit you, because I, I, I want to I hear, because I was watching a little show that last 30 minutes per episode, and I had to pause several times just so I could catch my breath and think about what I was hearing. The f most fantastic dialogues I've heard in, in a show for a long time. Happiness is an amazing thing, even when it's not yours. Yeah, because it's, it's so true. If you are next to someone who is truly happy, um, I mean, take the example of a child. I'll take the example of one of my little nieces who is truly happy and she is living in the moment and she is, let's say we're, you know, at the, at the playground and she is enjoying living in the moment playing in the swings, playing in the dirt. It's amazing because you feel it too. Even if you're having the worst, crappiest, most horrible day, yes. mental illness, depression, grief, whatever, but you can feel that. You can feel it and it comes shining through and it touches you. And it's so true because it's not my happiness. I'm not the one who's happy who's down in the dirt playing, but I'm happy because you are because it's shining out of you and it's reaching out and, and the warmth of your joy can touch even my heart. It is an absolutely contagious thing. Yes. See, yes. And, and that's for, like, if you think about it, Jocelyn, that is the true essence of happiness because it's, it's almost as if it was a, a composed thing that several elements have to come together in that happiness for, for, for you to experience it. And when you think about it, happiness to you, happiness to me is seeing everybody around me being happy is seeing yes. everything falling into, 
into place, isn't it? Yes. You are happy at your happiest when, I don't know, like I'm at my happiest, for instance, when I cook something and, you know, I, I can actually watch my family eat it and they come back and say, hey, this is good, <laughs> you know, and perhaps yes. I'm not even hungry. And in fact, by them saying that, I've had all the food that I wanted to have. No, I always end up eating a lot. But what I'm saying is <laughs> the happiness that I feel is because I know that they are enjoying this day. And by then they are happy. So I'm happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. That's the contagious thing of happiness. And, and for, yeah. for these to have come out so beautifully, in, in so many, in, in such few words as to say, happiness is a beautiful thing, even when it's not your own, is by saying, it's, it's almost, it's, it's in fact saying, when you're not happy, but you see happiness, you have no option but to feel happy. That's when, well, that it is when we say, I'm happy for you. Yes. But in, I think from now on, I will say I'm happy with you. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, I like that. I like that. That's 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 the way you should feel, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm happy with you. I'm happy with you. I'm enjoying this thing with you because you know what? Um, another character that we haven't talked about, and I feel like it was. I don't know how you can make. A person who is dead in the story to be such a central and beautiful part of a series. I can tell you for a fact that every time he was watching one of those little videos of his uh, wife, uh, Lisa. Yes. I was smiling. Yes. And, and I actually wrote one of my notes is Lisa was a saint. <laughs> Lisa was a saint. Was, because I would have strangled him. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. They were truly made for each other. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh, I don't. I, she was never mad at him. At least never. When and he caught these moments on camera. I don't want to spoil every, anything for anybody, so you have to watch the show. But because, like, by the third time, Justin, I was ready to kind of like, I'm like, if it, if it was me, I would have at least thrown a shoe at him or some shit. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> <laughs> but she just laughed, yes. which I think, I think, um. I had someone say something to me once that about grief that really um, spoke to me. And I think it'll probably speak to other people who've lost someone that they care about. Because that grief isn't just about the fact that you've loved someone and that you've lost them. It's not just about the fact that you loved them, but it's about the fact that they loved you. And now that love is gone in the sense that you don't feel it anymore yeah. necessarily. And I think that this series really touches on that because you can see the fact that they had such a good relationship that they were so in love 
And there was so much love between the two of them and the fact that he, of course, still loves her. That doesn't change. But the grief is also because you've lost that love. The love that was coming towards you is not there anymore. And you feel that in your life. That hole in your life is there. And that I think that that really, I think the show captures grief very well. And in a non-maudlin, non condescending, yes. non uh, treacly way. Um, it's just very matter of fact. Of this is kind of how it goes for some of us. And, and you're absolutely right because most I know that movies and series always capture uh, grief in the most with the most common denominator thing, which is crying, crying. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Tony's character crying. Uh, very, for, very rarely. For, he yes. would get choked up, but there's no like, yeah. And then most of the time when he was getting choked up was when he was starting to progress towards resolu- well, not resolution, but progress towards the light, let's say. Right. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know, let's just, Stop it right there. You know, like grief is not, it's not about, you know, crying and sobbing and blah, blah, blah. That's, and that's what we see. And I think like sometimes we expect, you know, as, as human beings, we are expecting, well, the crying is going to stop at some point. You know what I mean? Like even, even a child, you, you like, uh, all right, let me, let me, let me, let me help you stop crying. And so this is where like when you're watching a movie and there's a lot of crying, there's a lot of crying, there's a lot of crying. All you see is like, yeah, when is it going to stop? When are they going to move on? But that feeling of, oh, for fuck's sake, move on, never came to you when you, when you, at least for me, when I was watching this, it was like, I want to see how he deals with it. I want to see how he copes with it. Mm-hmm. And even when he was coping it in the with it in the worst way, I was able to understand. And even when he started to progress, when he started to come out of it, mm-hmm. I felt like it was at the right time. And that, mm-hmm. to me, is the magic of this show. Like things, that, like it, it, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't like okay, he's had got a. Ha- come out of it because there's only one episode left. That wasn't the thing. <laughs> it was, yeah, this is the right time. This is like the build up to finding um, a way out of this sadness, this black cloud was perfect enough that I, as the, what, the, the, the person watching the show, I am okay with him starting to move on now. Well, I felt like it was the right moment to ask that lady out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dad was insane. I I love that. Uh, That little moment of clarity that dad had. That was so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know... Um, he showed love. Do you know what I mean? 
he showed love. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you're not going to go ahead and express love to me. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that was, that's a perfect, that's a perfect old dad, right? Like, yep. Yep. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a joke <laughs> that goes out. Uh, that goes around on, on, on the internet. There's a lot of memes about Haitian parents. Um, as all of you know, I'm Haitian. And one of them says how Haitian mothers apologize to their children. And then the caption is, you're hungry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give you a good, whoop, a good ass whooping and then they feel bad for you. But they can't manage to say, you know what, come here, I love you, and I'm sorry I was so harsh with you. The way of saying that is, you're hungry? And I felt <laughs> like that was that moment with dad, right? He was like, man, yeah, it's all, everything going to be all right. But like, I love you, dad. Fuck out of here. <laughs> that was so awesome. That moment was beautiful because that is a dad moment. That is a dad moment. You can't tell me that is a, that isn't a dad moment. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, good. It was good. Yeah. Um, I uh, I have to say, there's there's one thing that I I did not like about the series, and I I will feel um, untrue to myself if I don't mention this. So I'm going to mention it. Um, uh, Ricky Gervais to me takes the fat jokes a little too far and I think he feels that he can do this because he himself is a little bit overweight Um, but some of the fat jokes and I know some of it was his character being an asshole Um, but I think some of it too is just Ricky Gervais and so there's, for me, there was some cringy bits in there with, with some of the fat jokes because, you know, when the one friend, when he had a hold of the, because there's an overweight friend in the series yeah. and he had a hold of the friend's back fat and was making fun of him over the back fat. That bothered me because, I mean, I know the friend in the series was okay with it and like, you know, oh, this is just him and what he does. And that yeah. guy, that character, by the way, is great. Yeah, that guy um, was great. But for me, it was like, okay, I'm sorry. You just kind of took that a little too far for me. And I understand that you're being an asshole, but could we find another way to be an asshole? That's my only thing. And I just have to say that because, like I said, I feel like I'm not going to be true to myself if I don't mention the fact that I was not okay with all of the fat jokes in the in the series. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, the fat jokes, the fat jokes were, they at no point made me laugh. Um, cause I don't understand, I've never been able to understand how this kind of abuse to a friend is okay. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe, maybe a dude that I don't know and, you know, made some snarky remark about me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But to a friend, yeah. I don't, I've never been able to understand that kind of abuse, uh, verbal abuse to a friend um and yeah i i think i think you're right but yes we know that ricky gervais has a problem with he's got a problem with political correctness and he has a way of rationalizing some of the cringiest shit that he does and 
that's that is actually the main reason why most of the people that don't like Ricky Gervais don't like him is because of that. Because he will he will get you to that point of cringe where you're like, oh come on, you were doing so well. Do you do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You were, you, like, yeah. I like you. I want to continue to like you, but why do you have to go there? And Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly. That's the why why did there was that served no purpose. We could have done this to me, you know, we could have done something else that would have been funny or yeah. <laughs> or something. So there was a few that that bothered me. But overall the series is great. Um I just I had to mention the fat jokes because they, they did kind of stick in my craw a little bit. There were like my, my cringe the cringiest part for me to tell you the truth was when that dude's girlfriend came to the office. Yes. Yes, that bugged me too. And I was like, but why? Like why? You know, why? There's no point to that. Like I understand that you are looking for a way to being an asshole, but why? And it felt like it was piling on on that same dude always. That is, that's abusive. You know. uh, Yes. Yes. And again, that's, that's the kind of, and there was the thing about uh, the milk and stuff. You know. Yeah. That was, that was bad. That was poor taste. But again, it's, it's Ricky Gervais. Even that wasn't that bad for me, but there was a there was a last the very last moment there before they left the house. Like, well, why did you have to write that? The thing about the bread and you know, oh come on, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. The, that that was that we didn't need that. That didn't need to be in the yes, series. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> don't yes, you don't need that. Yeah. We it's didn't, not we didn't funny. Need that in the series. You had a, you're, you've got a beautiful little series going on, and um, you've got some stuff in here that I just kind of feel like if he let an editor be like, okay, look, I know you're Ricky Gervais, and I know this is your shtick, but please let's take some of the fat jokes out. Yes. <laughs> and some of this, this other questionable stuff that's uh, just not funny. It would be one thing if it was funny, but it's just not right. I don't. I can't part. see. I cannot see that there was anybody that felt that was laughable. Uh, like yeah. Okay, okay, the part where this dude was gurgling the pudding or whatever, and in in Ricky was like nauseated or whatever. That that yeah, I could laugh at that a bit, especially mm-hmm. at the sound, right? Mm-hmm. But when boom, that word was said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Just why? No, not cool, yeah. not cool. And yeah. we're going to let you see it. I hope we haven't spoiled anything <laughs> really for you because we've talked about, we've tried to go around the show a lot without saying much. Um, although we've said a lot. How yeah, I don't, we've said a lot, but I don't think we've spoiled anything because I don't. I don't really think that there's anything to necessarily spoil. Um, no. I mean, you know, at the outset that the wife is dead, so that doesn't come as a shock. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, but, but I think, I just think that it was from someone like Ricky Gervais to get something that was so empathetic and showed such humanity 
um, was just a delightful breath of fresh air. And um, I know entertainment a lot of the time is escapism. But for me, this was entertainment that was um, educational, I guess, in some sense. And also, in another sense, um, kind of helped me come to terms with some things that have happened in my own life. So I, I agree. I agree with, with you, especially the last thing you said, coming to terms with some things that have happened to us. Because the fact of the matter is, uh, sometimes we go a long time without actually properly grieving. Yeah. Um, be it because we don't have a job where we can walk out anytime we don't feel like being there. <laughs> you know right. I'm saying whereas he did yeah like uh, you and I can't just say you know I'm going for a walk <laughs> fuck this <laughs> you know we can say that and most people can't right right and right. you get a, a few days and then you go back to work and life move on and and yeah. and you find yourself instead of grieving properly you find yourself bottling stuff away and you come to moments in life where you're like oh and then all of it comes out and you start crying and stuff yeah bottles start breaking yes and yeah you know i think this was good to see this was this was sort of a discovery of what grieving is all about and why there shouldn't be any shame in it. Yes. And with that said, um, we would like to recommend strongly, we urge you, in fact, to go and watch Afterlife. It's it's on on Netflix. Yep. It's a six-episode series. Yep. Yep. Each episode is less than half an hour. Yeah, so, so you can not do a it. huge time investment going on. Yeah, yeah. I actually did it. I actually did it in a matter of two hours. Um, so you can do it. It won't take you the whole weekend. Mm-mm. And um, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful show, beautiful material, great cast. I, I want to say. Fantastic and I hope cast. That, that for the people who do watch it, I hope you start some conversations maybe with some of the folks around you about grief, about depression, um, about the sad things that are going on in our lives, because I think a lot of us tend to not talk about that, um, even to people that we're close to. So um, I hope maybe if you get the chance to watch it with somebody that you guys maybe can have a conversation about grief about depression about what happens um when we lose someone that we care about because even if it hasn't happened to us yet at some point it's going to and it would just be really good to have had someone that you've had that conversation with already uh to be able to go you know what i've got that in my memory and uh kind of replay that in your head because i i think we're all going to need that someday yeah well said jocelyn and another thing for me that I learned in the show with this show is that, you know, whoever you feel that you have a chemistry with, 
don't be judgy about it. Just, 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 just become that friend. Yeah. Um, no matter what other people think about that other person. And please remember that human beings are going to sometime mess up. They're going to fail you sometime. And when they fail you, be ready, be ready to start a new, be ready to start a new, be ready to say, let's put this behind us and kind of move on. But you know, this is your warning or something, but don't just write off people right away. The first minute that they fail you because we always, we are always bound to fail. We've failed some people we know. We've failed our parents. We've failed our families. We've failed our partners, our loved ones. So don't be so strict to people that you let in your life and they fail you the first time, the second time, or some other time. Just be ready to, yeah. to, 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 to see, put yourself in their, in their shoes and understand why it is that sometimes the, the stability that your friendship brings to that person's life could be chaotic because they're not used to it. Sometimes it's yeah. their own way of pushing you away because they know that the first moment that they put their foot in their mouths, you're going to walk away. So sometimes they kind of help yeah. you. <laughs> they kind of help you with that by massively failing you. Yeah. But show friendship, show solidarity, show understanding and go back and tell them, look, man, yeah, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to just take it from here again. As long as you promise that next time, you're going to think about it twice before you hurt me. Yeah. And I'm not talking about forgiveness. I think Justin and I had one time, we had a fantastic conversation about forgiveness. And yes. I think that 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 conversation, as a matter of fact, if I can say that, sort of um, sealed uh, the beginning of our friendship in a way because it was that like-mindedness was so uncanny that I couldn't take it. I'm like, I have to become, <laughs> I have to become friends with this lady. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's a conversation for another time, really that of forgiveness and again please i'm not i'm not talking about forgiveness forgive if you want forget if you want what i'm talking about is giving other chances giving another chance more than once and forgetting about judgment forgetting about requisites just yeah. just be friends to somebody more because you know they need a friend as opposed to how much you need a friend. Life will repay you for yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, in the, the words of the old lady, don't, don't let the assholes win. Yes. They can't win. Um, no. we, we, we see, we have testimony in this country 
in these present moments of what happens when the assholes win. We're living through Don't it. Don't let the assholes win. So thank you everyone for listening another time. And we hope you like this episode. Yes, um, thank you. Look, we're not trying to bore you here. We're just trying to um, to leave you with something every time. The, the, this show, this podcast is about entertainment, but it is also a conversation with you. And we hope you take a ride along with us with this conversation. We hope you like it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.